Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need an expert to help navigate the home loan process, Rocket can i'm interested uh this conversation has got me intrigued steph curry eliminated by the memphis grizzlies if that were lebron james people would be going insane but we know the way lebron has been scrutinized over the years is insane so why would we perpetuate that further if that is indeed the case and Let's be honest, as great as some others are, no one else is LeBron, which is really the root of it all. Does Steph Curry deserve that LeBron-like criticism for being eliminated? 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. I mean, I think the problem may be that some Warriors fans and others you know, made the case that he was better than LeBron over the years or whatnot, and therefore... LeBron fans are like, wait, hold him to that standard. But as a LeBron fan, I would say I, I've seen LeBron get criticized for things that are just completely absurd, like leading a team that has no business going to the finals, to the finals and losing the finals, and then people act like it's not an accomplishment. Like they act like it's a negative that he got to the finals, which is just crazy. Or you'll, you'll watch a game, like game one of the, the finals in 2018, best game I've ever seen anyone play. And he lost. So he deserves to be criticized for that because of the result? I mean, and in Steph's case, you're talking about a guy who, you know, has changed the sport, who led the Warriors further than they should have gone. They'd probably be the worst team in the league without him. And they lost two games that were right there against the Lakers. Obviously, they, they almost had that one. And then in overtime to the Grizzlies, he's being double teamed at half court, trapped at, at half court. You, you see the respect that he's being given out on the court. So, no, I, I don't think uh, really, you know, it, it makes sense to continue to hold a standard that we know is nuts. But them's, you know, the way sometimes sports talk works, that can be the way it is. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I want to know your thoughts. Does Steph Curry deserve to be criticized because the Warriors, in fact, didn't make the playoffs, even though there was never a playing game before? <laughs> they would have been in the playoffs had had this been any time before last season, right? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, what's going on? Good morning, my friend. Uh, 
candy store day for guys like us. My God, what a, what a weekend it's going to be. Of course, he doesn't deserve to be criticized. He really doesn't. And with LeBron, you know, just Eldrurus, uh, Elgaskis, Eric Snow, on and on. Listen, I got to put that behind me. I'm getting so old, I can't even want to. I don't want to even remember the LeBron Michael thing, but. We'll be stuck for that with generations. Greatest game I ever saw by a player. That was second. Obviously, before you were born, was Clyde's seventh game. You know, the 36-19 game in the finals. You know, 12 out of 12 from the line. But, you know, we could we could go back and forth. Listen, this is great stuff. Uh, I had a feeling that uh, when I saw John Morant outrageous last night, it was going to be tough. You can't win a basketball game by yourself unless you're LeBron or Michael. That's about it. Wing players. Can't even do it as a big man. Not now with the restrictions. Uh, it's not uh, the game's just changed, but uh, this new format's been terrific. Gave you some extra games to watch. And today and tomorrow, there's not a bad one in the bunch. There are some better than others. But with all the sidebar stories, you know, this Brooklyn thing has got a life of its own. It goes in, you know, five different directions. You know, if you want to get into non-basketball related things, which is fine by me. I don't really care. I mean, I have my opinions, and I, I choose to, you know, keep them to myself. But when you have three of the greatest players ever who laced up, assembled on one team, you don't need to play together for five minutes to figure it out. You know that. You just don't. Maybe defensively you'll miss a switch. Who cares? They're going to have to outscore everybody, Brooklyn. That's the end of the game, and they may they may do it because you can't guard them if it's close. But I'm, well, I mean, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, Spike, you just, let's take Steph as an example last night, right? Uh, they're yeah. sending these these traps at, at Steph at half court. Imagine yeah. trying to do that um, to Brooklyn. First of all, you try to do that to James Harden. He's such a good passer. You're you're in trouble before you go. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah. And then, like you just like who are you gonna double? Uh, you're gonna try and get the ball out of Durant's hands, maybe because you you, no. you want to see him play. Make, but there's there's really nothing you can do. No, you just have to you just have to outscore them, and that's almost impossible. Barring injury, they won't lose. Someone asked me yesterday on the radio about. Um, Who's going to take the last shot? Uh, well, obviously Durant's the number one choice, but it, it doesn't matter because if you double Kyrie and or Durant or you throw it, throw a, you know, if they're on the same side of the floor, you can't let Harden he'll blow right by you and get to the foul line. Yeah, it, it's it's a combination. They got to win the next couple of years before something else breaks on somebody else. But Harden's very very strong. So you know, Kyrie at the end of the game when he has one of those games, he's worked. Harden looks like I want next, you know. So it'll be interesting. But I'm, I'm, you know, my Knicks. I'm, I'm big. I think uh, Thibodeau, the Monty Williams story is great. It to me it was a toss up, but both of them did. They should have made a tie. Both of them. Well, did uh, you know that wasn't the actual NBA Coach of the Year award. That was the Coaches Association. Coach oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was wondering Tib- why. Tom, yeah. Tom Thibodeau still has a chance to win the actual Coach of the Year award. Who, who votes for that? The other one the coaches voted for. Who votes for the actual award? Uh, the same way the MVP is, I think, determined and, and Rookie of the Year and all that stuff. Oh, so sports writers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, basically sports writers. All right, last thing, and uh, you enjoy it. I could see you smiling from 1,200 miles away. Um, I, I don't know. Just before I get off, can you just tell me what what is – I know that you're going to love them all, but what game are you really zeroed in on? Uh, well, look, uh, uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Um, and thanks for the call, as always, Spike. I, obviously, I um, I, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, uh, and and I, I do a, a podcast on the Nets, so I'll be covering that series and, and watching that series very closely. Um, and 
the the Nets. Um, I expect them to sweep the Celtics. The Lakers and the Suns would be the the other one. Um, Chris Paul and and LeBron James. I, I want to see where LeBron's at health wise. Um, and, and I want to see what the Suns are really made of. And then beyond those two, which I think are probably you know the easy answers because of the the marquee star power in, involved. The Bucks and the Heat is certainly interesting. I found I found Giannis's comments, Anthony. In fact, if you could grab Giannis's comments, I want to play them in in, in a minute here. The the ones about um, he's not sure if it's going to be different this year, uh, and then the Mavericks and the Clippers is another one because of how that one went last year. I, I want to see how long that series could go, and the Knicks and the Hawks. I, I don't think it, you know from a star power standpoint isn't great, obviously. But that is about as dead even a series, I think, as you can have. So, uh, you know, I would probably go in about the order that I just rattled them off. But as far as, like, you know, there's difference between game one and and interest in game one versus interest in an entire series. And when I'm talking about an entire series, uh, I think that the Mavs Clippers might be right near the, the, the top of the list uh, and the Hawks and the Knicks. But as far as game ones go... Lakers, Suns, Nets, Celtics, and I think that's why those teams got the the prime time spots and and the Heat Bucks too. I, I mean, I I want to see how the 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 Bucks perform against the Heat. You know, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> because they got eliminated by Miami last year, and here was Giannis when asked why he thinks this year would be different. Uh, I don't know if this year is gonna be different. Team, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't say that. Uh, it might be the same. Who knows? It might. We'll see. The results gonna uh, gonna talk talk on themselves at the end. Uh, but at the end of the day, is I don't get too high, don't get too low. I feel like last year, probably because of the bubble, you know, wasn't able to get away from basketball, like losing the game and just going to the hotel and seeing the players that just beat you. You like got too low about yourself and uh, then you listen to the media what the media has to say and they say oh they're terrible and you kind of take it uh, too hard and you're like oh man are we terrible you know so so and then when you win a game oh they're so great oh yeah we're so great yeah we're gonna win the whole thing. Don't, you know don't get too high don't get too low just go out there do what you do compete uh, because at the end of the day uh, we're not gonna win 16 uh, games straight you know and uh Hopefully we don't we don't lose four games straight. That is not what Jimmy Butler would say, right? <laughs> that is not what Jimmy Butler would say on the other side of things. Uh, however, I don't have a problem with those comments. I, I know some people want to hear uh, him say it's going to be different for whatever reason, or even hear like a stock like, "Look, you know we're a different team this year. We're prepared for the moment, and we feel we feel confident." And and people would be be happy with that. But Giannis there, to me, actually sounded like somebody who was very comfortable in the, the situation and at peace with the situation. And basically he's saying, you know, I, I work for this. I know who I am, and the results will be what they may. And, you know, and comparing it to the um, the bubble last year where he's saying you're, you're trapped in the hotel, all you're hearing about basketball, you can't get away from it, blah, 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 probably got in his head. And, and to me, those comments – are in a sense attempting to make sure he doesn't get in his own head. 
you know, to, to not be caught up in his own head, to have a peace with, with the situation and not put that pressure, internalize that pressure, because that's not going to do him any good to internalize that pressure. To be like, oh man, if we lose to the Heat, you know, uh, I I I suck and and we're gonna be you know torn apart by everybody. Look, if they do, if they lose to the Heat, he is gonna be criticized like crazy. They are gonna be criticized. I mean, Giannis back to back MVP, but in in the playoffs, there are questions about the way he um the way he finishes down the stretch. If he has the arsenal, the bag, if you will, to get his own shot down the stretch. There are questions about that. There are questions about their their head coach. You know, his teams have historically done better in the, the regular season than in the postseason. Look at the Atlanta Hawks those years ago. So it's not as if that means Giannis would be off the hook or the Bucks would be off the hook. And they are, you know, they are improved this year. They, I mean, at least from a personnel standpoint, they are. They added... Drew Holiday, you know, who's one of the best defenders at his position. Another creator for them offensively. Not elite, but, uh, you know, a a good offensive player. And therefore, of course, you know, you should expect them to beat the, the Miami Heat this year who haven't had the same kind of season that they had last year. But, you know, Miami can't count them out. Jimmy Butler is a star. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the league. Bam Adebayo, versatile. They got some shooters on that roster. So I'm curious to see how that series looks. But I, I don't have a problem with um, Giannis's outlook there. That's a, actually a healthy outlook. And, I, you know, I think when we're talking about comparing to LeBron, I think as LeBron evolved further in his career, he actually – you know, got closer to that sort of mind state where he likes to say, you know, he, he trusts his preparation. He trusts that he's ready for it. And he's not going to get too caught up in what the results will be. They, they'll be what they'll be. Just got to be confident that you've done yourself, done the best you can to be ready for the moment. 855-212-4227. Do other stars like Steph Curry deserve LeBron James type scrutiny? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. To me, if we know the scrutiny was insane and is insane, why would we perpetuate it? That makes no sense. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter, and as great as other stars are, no one else is LeBron, which is kind of the root of it all in the first place. You want to talk about any of the rest of the NBA playoffs? Of course, we'll be doing that throughout the show. But I, I told you before, I saw the, the Brooklyn Nets being the most hated team in the NBA, and that caught my attention. There was something else that caught my attention yesterday in regards to fan interest, and it's out of the NFL. And I suppose it shouldn't be surprising. It shouldn't be something that that was like, you know, wow, given the level of talk around this particular topic. But nevertheless, when I did see it yesterday, I did go, I didn't know it was quite like that still. I'll tell you what I'm talking about coming up next. I also want to hear from you, 855-212-4227.
It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. You know, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this, but I still was a little taken aback. I mean, it's fresh. So, you know, anything fresh and new is going to um, cause a bump. And we all know the attention that Tim Tebow receives and gets. Nevertheless, Tebow signs with the Jaguars. We still got to make the team, right? Like, this is not a guarantee he makes the team. But he signs with the, the Jaguars. And all of a sudden, the top five selling items on NFLshop.com are all Tim Tebow. The top five. Number one jersey in the NFL. A Tebow Jaguars jersey. For a player who, one, may not make the team. Two, even if he does, is not like, you know, we're talking about, what is he trying to be? Some sort of depth at the tight end spot? Some sort of utility player at best, I guess? Yet, here we are. And there are the sales. And you know, it's interesting to me, in large part because it is such a contrast to the reaction that so many had when Tebow initially was going to Jacksonville, or that report first came out. People were mad. Talked about this a little bit last week. Like people were mad that he was getting this shot because others deserved it, or whatever the reason may be. And I, you know, I, I, I didn't get the vitriol either. I, I suppose I don't get the love, and I don't get the vitriol because I find myself like, okay, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, that's the way I think about it. But clearly, a lot of people are not. Okay, whatever, when it comes to Tebow. So I would like to explore the why here. Why is Tim Tebow so polarizing? Why is it that simultaneously you can have people disgusted and angry with the the idea that he's trying out for a 53-man roster and... At the same time, people saying, I'm going to buy this guy's jersey. Even though he's, like, not the quarterback anymore. Who knows if he'll even be on the team. If he does make the team, what his role is even going to be. But people are buying up that jersey. So I guess this Jaguars plan is working to perfection. So... Why can it be one way on one end of the spectrum and one way on the other end of the spectrum? What is it about Tebow specifically that makes that the case? I have some theories. So my leading theory as to why Tebow receives the hate he does is overexposure. I believe whether they can articulate this or not, People are tired. They're sick and tired of hearing about Tebow, and they feel that Tebow has been talked about and propped up more than he deserves to be based on performance. 
You know, and so they heard about Tebow Mania when he was first in the NFL. They heard about Tebow going to the Mets as a baseball player. They heard comments that Tebow made as a broadcaster. And now Tebow, however many years it's been since he's been in the NFL at 33 years old, is getting a chance to be on the Jaguars. And they're like, go away. Even if they're not saying go away, like that's that that's the the spirit of that feeling. And I believe that is the leading reason why Tim Tebow is disliked by many. Overexposure. I mean, there was a point in time where he was talked about every day on sports media shows, and now all of a sudden he's back to being talked about because the execs, the talent, myself, we all know that Tebow resonates with people. So we're going to talk about Tebow, whether it's warranted or not by performance. And people believe that sports is a meritocracy and whatever your your ability should lead to the, the uh, chances you receive. When this is showing, you know, nepotism is alive and well in the NFL. And therefore, people hate Tebow. Now, what about the other side, though? Why the love for Tebow? Why is he so beloved by so many? Where people are just, like, going out of their way to support him. Now, obviously, I think what he did in college plays into that. The connection that he developed with a, a portion of, of the American fan base, especially, you know, where college football is huge, not just Florida, but college football as well. You know, that, that, that territory, I think he developed a, a connection through college that way. And then I do think his outward religious expression plays into this. Um, you know, there, there may be some people who roll their eyes at it a little bit. Like I'm not a religious guy at all. Never have been. Um, and it's not my thing, but I don't get mad at him about it. I think there may be like some people like, all right, come on, dude, enough. But I don't think it's the kind of thing that causes like hate. I don't think it, 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 it leads to the vitriol. I think that is more about overexposure. I do think it may be something that leads to a lot of the love. And I say this without judgment. I, I really, no judgment. Um, either way, but there is a, you know, portion of the country in certain spots of the country where outward faith, Christianity are more prevalent, is more prevalent. I mean, it's the biggest religion in the country period, but like it's certain places where people live their life more by that. And therefore they see Tim Tebow doing it and they say, I like that guy. You know, that guy is is validating what I believe. And that guy is the kind of guy I want to see. I want my kids to, to emulate. Whatever the case may be, that sort of spirit. And, and I think that plays into it. And that's where some of the support comes in. So, Tebow Mania is apparently alive and well, even if Tebow is years removed from the NFL. Well, until now. Why do you think it is? Why is Tim Tebow so polarizing? 855-212-4227. 
855-212-4227. I mean, people are buying his jersey. Jacksonville Jaguar. I, I didn't know, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars even sold jerseys. What other what other Jaguars play <laughs> would people have bought before in the past? It's not like Blake Bortles jerseys were going off the shelves. Fred Taylor? It's not exactly been the, the model franchise for, for box office. That's for sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Think about that. He was just the number one pick. And his jersey isn't even the, the top seller for them. It's Tim Tebow. Why is it that Tebow is so polarizing? Why do people care so much about him? Why is there passion behind it? Either way, they hate him or they love him. You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show. At least the flute's on him, guru. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Tebow has been unleashed. Um, why is Tim Tebow so polarizing? We're exploring. 855-212-4227. People hate him. The fact that he got an opportunity and people are buying his jersey, top-selling jersey in the NFL right now. Todd in Tampa Bay. Todd, you're up here with Robin Lundberg on CBS Sports Radio. Lundberg, let's get down to business. I'm still coming off my Super Bowl championship Buccaneer victory over here where I got Tom Brady signed after Jameis Winston was done, and then we took uh, seven in a row after I had a come-to-Jesus meeting when I said that that we lost on uh, Monday night to Chicago. I told everybody in the Glazers, and I called them, and I said, listen, your play selection, your, your play call is an idea but we're going with the six-time, seven-time Super Bowl champion, and he's calling his own game, and we won seven in a row. So I'm coming off that. I'm an expert on Florida football. I know Tebow. I, I, don't, I know him as, as the Florida coach. And then when I called, when I'm down here in Florida, I called Denver, okay, because he was third string behind Kyle Orton, if you remember, and, uh, and the kid from Notre Dame over there. And then they put him in, and he won six games in a row as a quarterback. It, it, had I been the head coach in Denver, I would have won two Super Bowls and never had Peyton Manning over there. So let me tell you something about Tebow here, okay? Tebow, the, the, the best thing that happened to Jacksonville is Tebow signing, okay? Jacksonville's in last place. Nobody on that team, besides, not even including Urban Meyer, is obsessed with winning football games like Tim Tebow is. Uh, I'm the only one. Me and Vincent T. Lombardi and Tom Brady are obsessed with winning football games. That's it. Okay, so Tebow getting a chance here. It's, 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 and and I got to listen to Mel Kuyper. Oh, he should have been an H-back. The guy won six games in a row as a quarterback. Had, had, had Urban Meyer or I been the head coach in Denver, we would have won two titles. We had Percy Harvin. The Jacksonville Jaguars have no talent. And they're still being talked about because of Tim Tebow, who won the Heisman, who won six games in a row, who took, who, who took, it came in that they were three and four when he came in. He took and beat the Steelers. And then I told Mike McCoy what to do, and he got his ass kicked because he did his own thing at 52 to 17 against the Patriots. I'm telling you right now, Jacksonville Jaguars right here, and Tim Tebow is a football player. Okay, remember Paul Horning? He would, he would run, he would throw, he would pass, he would kick, he could. Tebow is that guy that could do anything. So let me tell everybody in Florida, because people in Florida know football. Okay, we know two things. We know the Lord Jesus Christ, and we know football. And that's what Tebow stands for, and he's a winner on the field. He always has been. He always will be, and he's the best thing. When you walk into the Jacksonville Jaguar uh, office there, he should have the Heisman up. 
He should have his two championship rings up, and he should have his six games that he won in Denver because with Von Miller and Tebow, I would have won two titles, and they don't have no, no Ricky the Rocket and the Teal or no Percy Harvin in Jacksonville who can get deep. When Goldilocks over here gets knocked out, okay, this rookie, these rookies that you think are going to come in here and, 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 and these defensive linemen are licking their chops because they're going to put them on the IR. Tebow has 600, 848 rushing yards. I saw Tebow run over Erlocker and Biggs in, uh, in Chicago when he beat them 10-9, to 9, and he got up and goes, nice hit, Biggs, and he laughed at them. See, Tebow is not the kind of guy who's running away like Lamar Jackson and, and trying to run away from the linebacker. He's running over the linebacker. He- Whoa. Uh, there's a pro wrestling promo in support of Tebow right there. Uh, <laughs> but that that proves the point, right? Uh, first of all, Lamar Jackson is a significantly better quarterback than Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's amazing. Like those few games in Denver, and I wasn't somebody to diss Tebow. I mean, look, that's impressive. He was able to do that without being able to throw. It's impressive, but ultimately he was limited because he couldn't throw. But you hear the passion there. You know, he's 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 basically you know pro wrestling promo in support of Tebow and dissing Trevor Lawrence the number one pick who's been uh viewed as, as the top prospect for years now in favor of Tebow but I, I think what stood out the most of all that stuff he said he said people in Florida they do th- two things football and, and and Jesus and and I said before I do think the Jesus aspect of it is big I do I think because there is a a portion of the country especially that I, a huge overlap with the college football audience, right? Not that college football isn't watched everywhere, but where college football is biggest, Jesus, I think, is also biggest. And for Tim Tebow to be this college football star who is so outward in his adulation for Jesus, uh, I think there is a group of people, and again, I'm saying it without judgment, that that resonates with so much that they're extra supportive of Tebow, no matter what. Let's go to Eric in North Carolina. Eric, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that that guy pretty much said everything needed to be said, why he's so polarizing. But um, I think that he is hated not because of him, because he's a – I mean, he's a good guy. He's a great athlete. But because of the situation. Um, Why is he getting a chance now at tight end when Colin Kaepernick couldn't get a chance and, uh, you know, how, however many years it's been now, you know, um, I, I, I can see why people would be like, you know, why, why, why is this guy getting a chance when Colin Kaepernick can't get one? You know, I'll tell you, I'll uh, listen to your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I did see that reaction. I don't think those two things are related. I, I just, I don't think it helps the discourse to tie those two together because they're not related. Why is Tim Tebow getting a chance? Urban Meyer. End of story, right? Urban Meyer is college coach. They have a connection. It's nepotism. You know, that's why. And I, I don't think people are upset, you know, as much about the chance, to be honest with you, as the overexposed. I believe my leading theory as to why people dislike Tebow is he's overexposed. You know, that's, that's why I think it is. I think people are sick of hearing about him. They believe he's talked about way more than is justified via his performance or what he's actually accomplished, and they want him to go away. Colin Kaepernick, 
that is a complicated issue. You know, um, when when Colin Kaepernick first kneeled, I supported that. I've always supported that. I believe that Colin Kaepernick was blackballed from the NFL, and it was wrong. We're now years removed from that. And there was a period of time whenever any quarterback got a chance, I would point out, why isn't Colin Kaepernick getting a chance? But since that happened, he had a, a settlement with the NFL. There was the whole thing about the tryout. Um, Kaepernick has become something else other than a, a, a football player in, in many ways. But regardless, uh, and even the NFL did a complete 180 on, on all that stuff last year. Uh, not not Kaepernick specifically, even though uh, you know I've I've seen Goodell address him, but uh, you know on, on things that they previously were hesitant to publicly um, back, they they changed. But the the Kaepernick thing is is its own story. Uh, Tebow's not getting a chance at quarterback, and and again, I just don't think it helps uh, the the Kaepernick discourse or 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 the discourse around this to, to tie those things together when they're completely unrelated in this instance. It's not a quarterback getting a chance, and we know why he's getting a chance. You know, we, we know why it's happening. It, it's not complicated. So I, I, I don't think that really helps things, and I think it actually muddies the water when it comes to the conversation. Let's go to Ramon in Indy. Ramon. You're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Ramon, you there? Looks like we may have lost Ramon. Uh, if you want to weigh in on why Tim Tebow is so polarizing, you can do so. It is 855-212-4227. That is the number, 855-212-4227, at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. Uh, Kevin Hattrick tweets in, dude, that guy started talking. I walked, came back. He's still talking. He sounds like Tom Cruise on uh, Oprah, Oprah's couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did do it. Uh, a Tom Cruise on Oprah's couch Tebow rant. That's for sure. Andrew in San Diego. Andrew, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I think I think what a lot of people are missing is just how much, like like, like I was saying in the original comment, uh, how much passion he has. There's, there's not an, another player I can think of um, that's been more passionate than what he's been, you know. Uh, and it's not only that, but it's the grit and the grind that he does. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete. You know, if he's going from baseball, you see, you can, I think a lot of people can accept that, like, hey, man, you know what, yeah, you took your back seat in football. Cool, I get that. But now you're going to go out and try to do something else. That's, I think a lot of people think of it like, that's formidable. I think that's pretty cool. But then now you have a chance to be – and he's just, he's just such a gamer that he'll do anything. He'll do any role. He'll take any role. He'll take the challenge. You know, and obviously – Well, yeah, I, I mean, cool, uh, right? to be fair, he, he did not take any role. He only wanted to be a quarterback before. I mean, th- there were plenty of people campaigning for him to switch positions earlier in his career. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. But the fact now that obviously you're older, you know, and you're, you're obviously just trying to collect, collect a little money, even though he's still making great money for ESPN and all the other stuff that he was doing, but – I think it's just the fact that he, you're right. The 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 Christianity part of it all comes into play, but um, that passion that he has is just it's it's un, uncanny. There's not many people that that have that role. I mean, anybody can look at that that motivation speech he gave in Florida and be like, "Damn, that's a guy I want to go play for." And 
obviously the Urban Meyer comes into it, but I think a lot of it is, is, is you're totally right. You nailed it. It's the, uh, it's the cry side of it all. And then that passion that I think anybody can look up on YouTube and see that that guy is just a grinder, man. I, I you listen to that video. You're like, all right, I'll put my pads on. I'll go hit a brick wall for this dude. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, yeah, that viral speech um, has stuck with people for so long. It's not the kind, I guess I'm not the, you know, rah-rah stuff isn't generally my speed. It, that's okay. It's not, just not the way uh, I'm wired or, or, or work. Um, but we're not even talking about him coming in as quarterback now, like where he has that, that leadership role, right? I mean, I, I don't think he's going to change who he is. He still will have a degree of... um exuberance and and passion and all that but he's not going to be able to have the gravitas in the locker room to be grabbing people by the face mask or you know giving those sort of speeches I I don't believe when he's fringe player on the roster I mean because again we're not talking about he's not going to be the quarterback of the Jaguars (laughs) he's going to be whatever he is whatever this is whether it's a publicity stunt for them uh, that's also a solid for him or it becomes something more than that. I, I, I don't know, but I, I can't say with any degree of confidence it's going to work out from an actual football standpoint. I, and, and I'm not somebody who hates on Tebow. I mean, clearly the guy's a gifted athlete. He, he one of the best college players of all time. Uh, whether or not he was limited as a quarterback, he still was the quarterback of a, a team that won a playoff game in the NFL. Uh, he went and played baseball, professional baseball, not particularly well, but better than most people play baseball. <laughs> you know? And now he, he's coming back to the NFL at 33 years old. Uh, it's unlike most things you know, I, I've seen because you, you can't find – this would be like I'm, – I'm trying to think of the closest example, right? It would be like Jeremy Lin just announced – or didn't announce his retirement, but it seemed to hint that he may be retiring, right? He, he came out and talked about the fact that he, he played well in the G League and still didn't get an NBA call-up, uh, and he's come to terms or peace with that. And Linsanity was a huge thing. It's like if Linsanity still had the same level of, you know, Jeremy Lin has supporters, and obviously Jeremy Lin's background being an Asian player, you know, Asian-American player making in the NBA, there's going to be people who are always extra supportive of him for that reason, and you understand why, the relatability and, and the uniqueness of that. But it's like if, if Lynn Sanity still had the same passion around it that it did in 2012. Tebow Media, all of a sudden, like it still has the, the same passion around it. I mean, would it be if, if Jeremy Lynn was signed by a team, would it... Would, would it be that big a deal now? I mean, you could argue maybe that's one of the reasons teams are, are less likely to bring him in at his current level comparable to other players because it, it is a thing, a circus, but I, I don't think it's the same as – I don't remember that in Toronto necessarily or when he was in Charlotte or even when he was in Brooklyn, you know, when he finally got a chance to, to run a team again before he got hurt. Tebow mania is like its own thing. It's it's very very. I don't know if it's strange is the word. It's just it's definitely unique. 
definitely unique. And, and that's why I, I find exploring the root of it to be intriguing. Trying to understand it rather than me just – I think it's more interesting to try and understand it rather than me either going, this guy's the best competitor of all time. Oh, you got to love Tebow. Or going, I hate this guy. What a bum. How can this bum get another chance in the NFL? I don't know. More interesting to me. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Baseball's unwritten rules. We're back again. Um, I'll tell you why they remain unwritten and why it makes sense they remain unwritten coming up. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.